Good morning, 636 on your Wednesday, the all-new This Morning with Jaylen Nye and Daryl McIntyre and Morley, too. And every Wednesday, hey, and a good, Brian good Hall. morning. Uh, yes, indeed. I don't even get a chance to fill in saying your whole name. <laughs> Brian Hall. Hey. There you go. Anyway, yes. And uh, I might say, coming into the station again, boy, is it looking fresh. I mean, we've all <laughs> new LED lighting. Oh, inside the inside the building, oh, you mean? Okay, yeah. It's kind of yes. like working in a hospital now. Those and lights yeah. are so yeah, bright. Everything looks so sterile. It's all white. Yeah. And it's uh, you know, it just looks. That's, that's what you want in a creative environment. <laughs> Sterility. <laughs> the news. The newsroom is so clean looking. <laughs> everything is in its place. There's no mess. It's just like being at your place, Halsey. Oh, no. <laughs> Immaculate. Oh, I tell you. It's, it's uh, well, like I said, I couldn't believe the old place. That's Looking right, really yeah. good. Looking really good. You know what? We've nice, been... fresh look. Nice, fresh look. And beautiful. You know, the sun's up early. Yeah. It's nice. And now, and do, I... do you miss coming in here every day? I know you're still in here, but do you miss coming in here every day? Not really. <laughs> no. Well, you were coming in at 4.30 in the morning or whatever. Yeah, regularly. 5 o'clock I'd yeah, get in here, Monday through Slacker. Fridays and so on. But, uh, you know, however, you, you know, old habits are hard to break. Absolutely. And I still wake up at 4.30 That's in the That's what I was going to ask. I was wondering about that. Yeah, yeah, I, I do. But I have to tell you. I quickly get back to sleep. <laughs> yeah, that's the difference. Oh, I'm up. Yeah, but I'm yeah. going anyway, back down. So everybody's happy, the outcome of the election. Well, I yeah, wouldn't we, say oh, yeah, everybody's every, happy at yeah, all. Yeah, no, everybody's yeah. ecstatic. I think, I think the province is pretty split. Oh, well, I suppose. Well, I was, see, I was being sarcastic. Are you, you being at, serious? Yeah, I'm being serious. That everybody was happy? I'm just saying everybody's happy. Yeah, no. well, everybody to, well, everybody to me is the majority, and the majority voted, you know, the way it did. So I, I assume most people are happy. Uh, that's a big difference from everybody. I, I would say a slim majority is happy. I mean, yes. it was pretty, yeah, it wasn't as we overwhelming as we it. thought. Yeah, but we talked about it on previous shows when I said it was going to be tough for her to get 44 seats. Nay, Rachel Notley, yeah, that because, is, the NDP. Yeah. Yeah. No, because it was going to be tough. Had, she had 23 from last yeah. election. She had to pick up 21. Yeah. And she couldn't get any more in Edmonton except one. Yeah. And she was going to get hammered, you know, rural. Mm -hmm. So yeah. she had to get everything in Calgary. Yeah. And we expected that they would lose some seats, UCP in Calgary. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they did. But she would not get 44. Mm -hmm. That's a tough but nut you to know crack. What? It, it, tough Absolutely nut to crack. But we were talking yesterday about how close it was. There were five ridings in Calgary that were decided by a total of 1,800 votes. Yes. Among the five ridings, a total of 1,800 votes. So this was, it was super close. It was super close. So I don't know, I, I still don't know if you're being tongue-in-cheek when you say everybody's happy, but well, not I, everybody's happy, my friend. Well, so that's well, hyperbole. I don't mean each and every single person, but when I say everybody's happy, I'm talking about the majority. Mm. That's all I'm saying. Bare majority. Yeah. Well, okay. Still yeah, right. But but whatever. Yeah, sure. Whatever. Okay. okay. Let's and, go forward. And, you know, and what? Yeah. And I. Yeah. Let's move forward. I think. And the, you know, I. There. It, it's the personality of Danielle that bothers everybody. Most everybody. A bunch of people. Let's go with that. Okay. I'm not sure the personality. I think there's some policy there that you know yeah. have some people. But having said that, there's a lot of people. Uh, you're right. Yeah. The majority voted for her. Yes. Absolutely. Yes, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I mean, it is what it is. So let's get on with it. Yeah. Well, you that's know? where we're at now. Let's get on with it and see what happens yeah. next. Absolutely. And now, the other thing that is really troubling me is this clear bag policy 
that's coming into effect. Well, it's at been in effect. Stadium. It's been in effect for a while. No, We're going to be talking about that later this morning. And staying and you know, it, no, it, it's coming into effect from people are just beginning to realize what it is. Not a lot I of did people. not know until just the other day that this policy was in effect at Commonwealth Stadium, and uh, you know, and it is a deterrent, and I I, I don't quite understand. Well, anyway. I mean, it's a policy that major stadiums and 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 uh, across North America have had in place for years. It's a clear, safety clear, thing. Clear, clear bags, bags, yes. Clear bags, yeah. So you can see what's going in. I think one of the biggest issues here has been. Now I'm not sure if it's the same at other stadiums elsewhere where this clear bag policy is in place. Yes. But it's the inconsistency of how it is dealt with. Or in some cases, it's rigid. If you're a millimeter over the size of a bag that you're supposed to bring in, you can't bring it in. Or if so, I think it's I think it's how it's implemented sometimes, mm-hmm. and whether it's consistent or inconsistent. Which well, sticks people off. Uh, the, the reason it's, it, it, it's uh, having more of an effect than it normally would with me is because I'm concerned about the Elks. Yeah. That's, yeah, yeah. That, you, know, you don't I, want anything that's turning people away or making them not want to come. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm concerned about the football team, mm-hmm. so, and that'll be a story for another time. But I am concerned about them. I think they're going to have a good team on the field. I think that they'll be much better than they've been in the past. But I'm concerned about other aspects of of the club and what has been happening with them and what appears to be coming and you know as i say that's a story for another time however all of that being said isn't it about time when we think about the stanley cup final that gets (laughs) underway on saturday Mm -hmm. the teams that are in the florida panthers and the vegas golden knights Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the Florida Panthers, this is the story, again, repeated, as they say, history repeats itself. 2006, the Edmonton Oilers, who had to win the last game that they were playing in the schedule and had to have Vancouver lose in order to get in. Squeaked and that's in. exactly what happened. And they got in. And for the Florida Panthers, well, the Florida Panthers had to win their last game. And they had to have Jersey beat Pittsburgh, which happened. Pittsburgh loses out by one point, mm-hmm. and Florida gets in. This is exactly like 2006, only the names are different. And the Vegas Golden Knights, just their sixth year in the league, four times to the Western Conference Final, Stanley Cup Final the first year they're in, yeah. missed the playoffs for one year, which was last year, and now we're back in the Stanley Cup final the yes. following year after missing the playoffs last year. They're doing well. So now, now, okay, and 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 let's look at Seattle Kraken how far they went. It makes me again say, isn't it about time that we stopped all this idolizing that we do here in our town about the Oilers and think what really it should be about how you can win a championship? The fact that you have the Connor McDavid's and the Leon Dreisaitl's and so on, and everybody goes goo-goo-ga-ga and during the season, all these wonderful things that are, you know, how great they are. And it doesn't mean anything to anybody except maybe to the players and I guess the staunchest of fans. But isn't it about time that we sort of stopped this idolizing and, and said, how are we going to win a championship? When you look at the teams that are doing it, 
and what is coming down the pike. You know what? We're going to take a quick break, Brian, because I want to come back and explore that with you, and because i got lots of questions for you on that line. So let's take a quick break. We'll come back, and we'll pound more through that with Brian Hall. Coming up at 647 on your Wednesday, it's a Halsey Day. Brian Hall joining us. And just before the break, you were talking about uh, maybe it's time we stopped idolizing our, yeah. our players in Edmonton. Yeah. Okay, quit beating around the bush. What are you saying? Well, exactly that. It, that we, we, we spend so much time during the season and think that we're going to win everything because we have some individual players who get a lot of points, a lot of goals, you know, are, are again going to win the Hart Trophy and, you know, all of these other things that can happen. But that's part of the regular season. You I enjoy understand. that, right? So. Yeah, I understand that. But they don't have that mindset in Seattle. They don't have that mindset in Vegas. Their, their, their mindset is about team. You know, they, they don't have any really – Vegas, as an example – didn't have, I think, a player, any player, over 70 points on the season. They just yeah, No, it's know. a totally different way of doing it. So yeah. what do we do? Do we get rid of our stars and no, just go with no, a lunchbox, no, lunchpail gang? Let's well, go. I know you can't, you can't say you're a star, so you have to leave. I don't mean that. <laughs> but I'm talking about uh, more of a mature attitude by our fans. Yeah. That is like, you know, it, it don't go goo goo ga ga go crazy about this. Let's be in there and, and anyway, hmm. I, I'm just and, and the media just and the media does the same thing. They jump on one or two or three players. And it you know, it took several years before Drysidle was even mentioned in the same breath mm-hmm. as McDavid. You know, so that that's what I'm getting at. Yeah. Is that there's so many players that are so important to a a team mm-hmm. that you know, people just, they almost, if you mention their name, they wouldn't know they were on the team, if you understand what I mean. Carrying it to the nth degree. Mm-hmm. I'm just simply saying we have such a different outlook, a, a different uh, perspective on our team and on the people who play it than what they do in places like Vegas or mm-hmm. in Seattle or any of these other places. I mean, you've yeah, but, got, you've got. But when you have the best in the world, I, no, <laughs> like, I, when you have the best in the world, how do you not pay that that attention to them? Well, I, I didn't say you ignore them, but I just when. <sighs> am I not explaining myself properly here? Uh, no, I, I, I sort of get it. I understand the team, but uh, it's you make the best out of what you have. If they don't have the Connor McDavid or the Leon Dreisaitl, they have to make the best of what they have, and it seems to be working for them. Yeah. Now, the Oilers did make it to the Western Conference final last year. Yeah. I think this year was a disappointment, and I think next year they're going to be ground, wound up to go farther. So we'll. Yeah. I think after this coming season, we'll know one way or the other if they're ever going to win. Well, that's what I think. Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's fine. And the same thing happens in places like Toronto, mm-hmm. although Toronto's more about the Leafs than it is about individual players, even with the Austin Matthews and the others that are there. But you've got two number eight seeds in Florida, and one's the NBA and one's the Stanley Cup. You've got, well, they, all, they both had to face number one overall seeds in round one of the playoffs. They had to win Game 7s in Boston just to keep mm-hmm. their season alive. <laughs> They're the Eastern Conference champs, four wins from a championship, a story of the Miami Heat, the Florida Panthers, and imagine what it can be like, which goes back to 1987 here when we won a Grey Cup and a Stanley Cup. Mm-hmm. 
and we were up 3-1 in the series with Philadelphia, and the Flyers tied it, and then we had to win it in the seventh and deciding game. Mm. And the Eskimos then, 38-36 <laughs> over the Argonauts, very, very close to win the championship. So we had those championships in 1987, like Florida's going for, yeah. you know. It's and, fascinating and, correlations. Yeah, like you say, sort of history seems to be, or at least similarities when you look back, huh? Everywhere that we're looking, history is repeating itself, right? And so we'll see what the heck happens here. And then you've got the Denver Nuggets, which is quite a story, the Denver Nuggets, and Jamal Murray, who plays for the Denver Nuggets, a good old Canadian boy from down around, uh, uh, I think, uh, Kitchener, Waterloo, okay, somewhere in that area. And it's just fantastic as a basketball player. I don't know if you're NBA fans, but I love the game. And I, you know, and I, I, I've been watching Jamal Murray's story this year because there's so many Canadian kids that are playing and starring in NC2A basketball, and then they go to the NBA. And there's a lot of really good Canadian players on NBA teams, nice. but Jamal Murray is. So you've got all of these stories that are going around here, and then I come back to us and I say, how are we going to get it done? Mm -hmm. And, you know, and this is the last year for the bots with the Oilers. And we're going to see, uh, you know, what happens with him. So, anyway, Ken Holland is... Uh, Kenny, Kenny you know, Holland's not buying any green bananas. No, <laughs> no, he's not. And he, and, he, and he hasn't said what comes after, after. this season. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, we've got one more year. But I, I, I just... Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I guess I shouldn't have mentioned that about our star. Well, you can say whatever you want. Oh, I was just trying to. Want, I'm trying to clarify. I, I yeah. just uh, trying to figure I just, it out. I, I, I just kind of get tired of it. Yeah. I want to. I want to. I want to be more a team guy. I want to win. But, uh, I, I go back though, and I know we're running out of time yeah. here. But during the '80s, I mean, wasn't it always all about Gretzky, and they managed yeah, to pull together and do just fine? Totally different story. We were just into the NHL. Mm. We weren't expected to do anything. And nobody knew what we had. And then they were writing the story. But I think they figured out yeah. what they had after the third or fourth one. Yeah, but you know what? <laughs> but you know what? It was always beyond Gretzky. There were eight superstars yeah. on that club. Yeah, yeah. So it was always about the team. Team, team, team. And I don't think it's so much that case mm. right now. Interesting. Halsey, thanks, always buddy. great, Halsey. Thank you. Just a thought. Just yeah, a yeah, yeah. thought.